0: The Brutally Speaking Podcast is proudly sponsored by Starving Artist Brewing. Starving Artist Brewing may be a small speck on Michigan's beer map, but they say big things come in small packages. A brewery who really puts their money where their mouth is, supporting underground artists far and wide. Making delicious beers with the simple belief that you should judge beer, not people. Brutally Speaking Podcast is proudly sponsored by Rockabilia.com. For over 30 years, Rockabilia has been the go-to destination for all things band merch. With over 500,000 items in their online store and collaborations with today's hottest bands, you're sure to find something you love. Use our code BREW10 at checkout and take 10% off your total order. So go pick up your favorite new piece of merch now over at Rockabilia.com. Now onto the show. And you have to do it over a sustained period of time. So if you don't love it, and if you're not, you're going to give up. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Brutally Speaking Podcast. I am your host, John, and this episode's guest is Matt Young, vocalist of King Parrot's Uh, This was really just an excuse for me to catch up with Matt. Uh, We've been talking about doing the podcast for a while now, uh, but the band just kind of didn't really have a whole lot going on. And honestly, uh, you know, at one point, I think Matt and I were talking about doing one of these during the pandemic, and he just kind of was a little bit bummed out uh, with touring going away. And, uh, you know, I think in hindsight, it, it obviously makes more sense as to why someone maybe wouldn't want to do that when... You know, it's already hard enough, as we talk in this episode, and I think we've even talked previously when Matt's been on, about how hard it is to just tour even in Australia, let alone when you're an internationally traveling band and are probably the furthest uh, and most costly it would be to be in a touring band uh, as a professional. And this was just fun. Uh, Matt, obviously, if you watch the video, is just kind of wandering around in in New York uh, before a show, and... Just was good to catch up with him, uh, Matt's Matt, somebody, as I first got to know him uh, when he played here in Grand Rapids, and housed him and the rest of the band uh, here at my house with my my now wife, and just got to kind of know the dudes a little bit more. Uh, they are a very, <laughs> a very interesting band, a, a, a collection of men, as it were. And I mean, you see them play, and they're they're very just unique personalities uh, on stage performing for you. Uh, And then you kind of get to know them a little bit more behind closed doors, so to speak. And it just kind of showcases more who they are. I I still think, and I want to have them on the podcast eventually, but uh, their bass player slats is, I remember seeing him on LinkedIn one day, like he came up on my someone you may know thing and to see what that dude does in a professional setting, literally seeing him in like suits and ties and shit. And you're just like, yeah, Wow. Okay. Like that is not necessarily the dude I thought you were, but I think just kind of goes to speak to, you know, sometimes we don't really know who anyone is. Um, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I kind of mean it like it's something I think a lot about where there's the people we present to different people, but does anyone really know who we are? And I thought that was really kind of interesting thinking about it, but honestly, like I said, this is just kind of an excuse to, to chat with Matt and get to catch up with him. Um, you know, I'm going to stop kind of blabbing cause it seems like some feedback I got uh, from an episode, uh, last week, uh, in regards to the episode I put out with, uh, Danny Warsnapp is everyone was like, Oh, I kind of like the shorter intro. So we're just going to get right into the conversation. So I'll talk to you on the other side of this. Talk to you then. <music> How's New York treating you?
1: Oh, yeah, good, man. Yeah, we just got in this morning, and it's uh, it's it, it's great. Yeah, 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 it's good to be back. It still smells the same, but <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't changed.
0: I was going to say, I'm a little a little peeved. Uh, you guys aren't hopping on the Weed Eater show here in Grand Rapids. You're, you're going to make me really determined if I feel like driving five fucking hours total, six actually, uh, to come see you for uh, like an hour and a half, two hours
1: shit man I'm sorry you know like it's uh one of those ones that uh you know you know we you know how it works we don't really have any say on where we go we just we just go
0: you know I wish more people probably would understand that but I because then I I can't plead ignorance and be like I didn't fucking know that you personally choose the venues and cities you play in it's your fault yeah
1: right yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) exactly man yeah it's my you can blame me personally you can stop me the next time you see me (laughs)
0: <laughs> i gotta say uh i was i was surprised to see you cut your hair for all, all things because you had been growing it out for so long
1: yeah i i uh you, you know what i just got sick of it you know it was kind of like a covid thing i kind of started growing it before then and then during covid i was like i'm just gonna see how long it can grow and then um yeah i just think the maintenance of having long hair is just like it just falls out Every I'm like, how can this much hair fall out? And I've still got all this fucking hair. Like, And it was just giving me the shits, man. There's hair all over my house. And I was just like, I was getting so sick of it, man. I just thought, fuck this. I'm cutting it off. So I I, I bought some new clippers and I was just like, I sat there and I was like, and then I just did it. And it was done. And uh, yeah, it actually feels so much easier. You know, I, I tried it. I did it. I, went, I did it for a couple of years. It's done now. I'm over it.
0: I was gonna say it—it uh, it definitely made your, your family man look very complete uh, with hair, you know, ah. all nice and you know your button up shirts and all that. And now you look oh, like yeah, the, uh, the raging gentleman I know you to be from when I first met you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like uh, you know, had to had to get get up and uh, get a proper job and all that for a while. And uh, but you know, now that the world's opened back up again, we can go back on tour, which is fantastic. And um, and uh, yeah, that's what we're gonna do. So, yeah, it's happening.
0: You know, I don't usually ask this question because I think it's so fucking cliche. uh, But, I mean, you just literally mentioned, you know, the world is back open. Uh, For you, especially, uh, having to tour and travel so fucking far from Australia to wherever you're going, especially here in the States, how has touring been for you? Because I feel like it has been probably since the tour that, you know, we first met on since you've been back here in the States, I believe. So it's been like six or seven years
1: well we we i think the last tour we did here uh, was 2018 like towards okay. the end of 2018 and then okay. i think we did uh i don't know it, it, it was it was it was like four or five years ago and yeah. um and we were kind of gearing up to do a new record and then the whole COVID thing happened because we kind of all don't live in the same part of australia we kind of everything just kind of got put on ice and um i guess since since things are kind of opened back up in australia a little bit we've been touring a lot over there and doing (laughs) and uh just doing that you know Uh, oh here we go here he is yeah (laughs) we're getting coffee um yeah and uh yeah so we've been doing a lot of like weekenders and stuff like that we did a tour with unearth earlier in the year which was fantastic and um you know we have been you know like traveling around to the regional areas in australia which we always like do and um and then yeah like this opportunity came up and like, we, we got offer to play some shows with pantera obviously and weed eater and do some stuff over here so it was like it was a no-brainer it's like let's let's get back over there so um now that we can do it man we'll be, we'll be back more often for sure
0: i gotta say uh, and this also isn't something i typically do where i in in I almost said ingest, that's the wrong word, where I engage uh, in troll like behavior. Uh, I wasn't going to mention the person's name, but fuck it, I will. Uh, so I saw on, I believe it was Phil's uh, Instagram page, he had posted something about childbite, you know, label mates and homies uh, between myself and you, especially. And Davey Suicide, of all fucking people, commented fucking bions or something like that. And I was like, Dude, you're an idiot. If you think that all these housecore bands bought onto the Pantera tour, like, I'm not shitting on any of those bands, but they clearly would not have the money to buy onto those fucking tours. Like, you of all people, <laughs> Mr. Buy-On would know how much yeah, it costs yeah. to buy onto tours. Like, Jesus Christ. Um, oh, wow. But I thought, That's like, funny. what what a, what? a shit person to make that comment. Uh, but who, how who has, is that
1: guy again? Who is that guy? Like, is, he, he, <laughs> what, is he? what band is he from?
0: He's in his own band, Davey Suicide. And, you know, I don't feel bad talking shit. Like, and he can come on or correct me if he wants to. But I know personally from people who have done tours with him that he buys onto a lot of the tours he does if he's not right. headlining. So I was like, what a fucking asshole for saying that when you do that exact same thing. Sounds like you're fucking jealous.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I've heard of the guy's name. I can't say that I know who he is, but I've heard of his name or whatever. But yeah, it sounds like a douche. But anyway, whatever. Yeah, he's a twat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and so it's, it's not necessary. I mean, you know, like I think early on, when the whole Pantera thing was like getting announced or whatever, it was, you know, just talking to, to Philip and, and, and Kate and the house core people and that they were kind of, you know, try, just wanted to like try and, you know, put some of their, like, using their own words, like they wanted to put some of their own blood on the shows, you know. So obviously, yeah. they got Lamb of God who were a great. Um, band in their own right and, and supporting and all of that sort of stuff and you know like probably um, there's, there's no better band really than Lamb of God to, to tip the hat to Pantera you know um, and then you know I think Phillip's always sort of championed the bands on Housecore and the underground scene in particular so um, it's, it's, it's great for us to be able to have that opportunity <laughs> like you know we're going to play in front of uh, more people on one of those Pantera shows than we'll probably play in front of on the whole tour, you know, so <laughs> it's a, it's a great experience for us to just be able to do it and, and just have fun and hang out with our friends and, and, uh, do something that's, you know, larger than life. It's, it's, it's incredible to see how it's been going for them and we're really happy for them and just great to be part of it in some small way for us too.
0: This might be a really weird question, but it's something I think about when I see shows of differing sizes and levels and so forth and wondering you as the artist, playing these these different size shows how do you approach like an arena show or like a stadium show like that how like because I feel like the the thing that is what makes a band like you or like a, a child or whatever is the intimacy of being up close and no barricades and just kind of seeing and being in a part of it so intimately and like so close that I wonder if it makes you approach it so differently to kind mm. of try to give it that same feel and that same energy well, I guess it just
1: – yeah, like, I mean, we, we kind of stay pretty consistent with what we do, like, live anyway. And um, we we're, we're always been a high-energy band and, and, and we feed off the audience. And the opportunities that we've had when we've played those sort of bigger shows previously, like, you know, Soundwave in Australia and Download Festival, and we've done a couple other bigger things overseas as well. And, you know, like when we have those the opportunity – I think, well – I mean, I'm not just speaking for King Parrot, but I think what we do – Actually, tran- translates okay to those bigger stages. So yeah, I mean, obviously, I know we played Grindcore and and it's not everyone's cup of tea. Especially the people that go and see, <laughs> like Pantera and Lamb of God. So we're not gonna, you know, we're gonna be quite polarizing, no doubt. But um, but obviously, there's gonna be extreme metal fans there, and and it's a great opportunity for us to hopefully win a few more over. So but I, I feel like our show like actually translates. Pretty well to the bigger stage, and it just gives us a bit more room to run around. You know, sort of got to breathe a little bit more because I'm, I'm, you know, like running around and you know, got to you take a few notes from Axel Rose or something maybe.
0: <laughs> uh, just eat and get fat.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, but man, he still runs around. You know, I mean, you know, he, he does all that shit. You know, so I don't know. No, I'm, I'm just joking. But uh, it's, um, it, yeah I think, it, I think it's it's just a great chance for us to do it. You know, it's 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 awesome. It's it's a lot of fun.
0: I mean, this is something I've been asking a lot of people and it's just, I hate dwelling on it, but I think from a a personal, like person-to-person level, I think it's an interesting question to ask and just see how everyone works uh, through through things. But, you know, the pandemic obviously kind of, you know, you were saying earlier that you had to get like a real job and touring wasn't your main focus anymore because the livelihood of the band was in question. What... What does it look like when potentially this thing you've been working so hard at to make a career is now gone in an instance like what what did you learn i guess a about yourself and uh what are some things that you maybe have learned to reappreciate about touring and the and the career you've actually carved out for yourself?
1: that was a thing like you know, like I was just saying as squiz this morning, we were, uh, we were just sitting out having a chat, having a coffee. And, and I was just like, how, how we were just like, how good is, you know, we've just been out here for a week again, you know, and, and in the States playing shows every night. And, um, we're just like, how good is this? You know, this is the best. This is what we, we love it. You know, we absolutely love doing this and very grateful for the opportunity to be able to do it. And, uh, yeah, I, I guess, you know, it, it made, made us, it made me like appreciate it so much more. And, um i think during covid you know we were always like we were we were constantly still planning and scheming to do a tour or more shows and we had our agent rescheduling shit all the time and you know we, we were we managed to sneak a few shows in here and there when the restrictions eased a little bit in australia um so we, we were able to actually play a few times um but being uh you know, majority of the band being down in Victoria and our drummer Todd being up in Queensland and made it a little bit difficult to get together to rehearse and practice and all of that sort of stuff. We actually played a couple of shows with a fill-in drummer uh, mm. for a while. Um, but, uh, you know, it, we, we just sort of slowly went about it again and, um, and, and started playing again in Australia. And as, as we could, we just you know started booking more and more. And, and, and I think on the last little tour that we'd done before we came here, um, it started to, it started, anybody. We started to, um, it started to look a little bit more like it was pre-COVID, you know. It just started to look normal again, you know, like it, it, the, the the crowds were coming out the same, you know, the same kind of numbers, merch numbers, and all of that sort of stuff. So, um, it, it definitely restored my faith a little bit. The things that, that were getting back to normal, and um, and being back here and doing these, it, it's it, it, it's it's certainly um seems like that over here as well it doesn't seem like really it doesn't seem like a whole heap has has changed
0: no that was kind of the interesting thing like you know my wife and i go to shows a whole bunch uh so that was kind of the big thing we were missing out on when covid was going on it's like i don't get to see like friends on tour or just going to shows in general it's like such a huge part of my our life really Mm. lives Mm -hmm. and It was the thing where like when the touring started coming back, getting to see friends, like I was just telling a friend of mine yesterday at work, like it was interesting thinking about COVID times where I was like, you know, friends would text me and be like, all right, meet me by the back door by the buses and we'll hang out. But like you can't bring anyone with you. It's just got to be like you and Bridget and like that's it. And like we can hang out for like five minutes and then we got to go and stuff like that because of how – tight the rules were and everything to where now it's like you know you can go into a room and essentially spit on people and just hug them and you know it's back to what it was and i feel like there is a greater sense of appreciation i'll i'll say as a whole those breaks sound terrible um (laughs) uh as a whole it seems like there's a greater appreciation i'll say seemingly more in the rock metal hardcore space than some of the other shows i've gone to where it's just you know people are kind of blasé fair about going to support artists in the pop and hip hop sense um but i will definitely say it, it feels like people are giving a shit and putting their money where their mouth is supporting the bands they want to see now
1: yeah yeah i can see that happening too man it's it's been it's actually been um, <clears throat> yeah well not not only touring in australia on the last little run that we did like it was nine or 10 shows or something but um yeah over here too it seems like you know, people are coming out in force. They're buying the merch. They're supporting as hard as they can. You know, it's it's been really encouraging. So yeah, I, I yeah, it's 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 great. It's um, yeah, restored restored the faith a bit. You know,
0: um, I want to be mindful of time. Do you have another one at, at 1.30? one thirty?
1: I'm uh, I can't recall. <laughs> i okay. can't recall no but you, you keep going man it's all good
0: okay all right i just didn't want to like because we have five minutes if that was the case So i didn't want to take <laughs> more time if you have someone coming right behind me um uh but it, i mean it's uh it's something as i get older like i don't know like i it's so funny like I've been talking about this quite a bit and I've had some people reach out and they're like, so you and your wife are going to have kids and I go, no, fuck no, I don't want kids. Um, <laughs> yep. But it is a thing where, you know, you have kids and they're at an age now where I feel like this might, this touring cycle in the last you know year or so might be where they start having memories of you actually like being able to remember you playing shows. Is that yeah. a thing for them where they see you play shows? And I kind of wanted to know, knowing that their dad is a musician and it's kind of the main gig how have you seen that inspire them possibly in a creative sense
1: well you know you can only hope right and uh yeah it's uh it's well i guess my philosophy for lack of a better term on that is that you know obviously what we're doing is, is is very niche but we we love it and We love what we do and and, and we're committed to doing what we do. So uh, hopefully it just inspires them to be able to, you know, follow their dreams and do what they want to do. And they put an example of that in their life. So um, that's my hope for that, you know. But um, my daughter, my my daughter who's just three, has been to one of our shows uh, and, man, she didn't flinch. You know, she didn't flinch. It was like she knew what to do it's like she's said she's an old soul you know and mm. and you can just tell you know she's just one of those little kids that's an old soul that's probably been around before and she just had her earmuffs on and she just she loved it like we were watching some of the support bands and she was on my shoulders and she just loved it and uh and then when when we were playing she was uh there with her mom and you know just watching and and uh Man, she just stared and she just watched us do our thing, you know. And it was it was cool. It was a sold out show. It was packed. as kids stage diving and going crazy, you know. And she just she just absorbed it all. And now she she understands, you know. And she's like, "Yeah, Daddy's off, you know. He's going to sing and dance in America, you know." <laughs> <laughs> she thinks I'm going to sing and dance, so we're just running. <laughs> <with that now.
0: laughs> well, I mean, like even thinking about like just see, because like i know from just having so many friends like in the touring industry like whether they be bands text whatever it's interesting when you see someone and you kind of identify them as one thing so i can imagine your kids know the rest of your bandmates as like like kind of like uncles essentially and so it's like seeing slats or seeing like Squiz and stuff like that like in his underwear or slats doing what he does that it's like i can't It'd just be interesting to kind of see how your kids potentially would be like, okay, this is a completely different way of viewing these people I see somewhat consistently now in a different light.
1: Yeah. Yeah. a long time. So, yeah, yeah they, 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 they know the guys and being around them and all of that sort of stuff. And, and, and it's cool. It's like a, you know, I'm not the only one with kids in the band now either. So it's like we have all kind of... Um, you know, it's becoming a little bit it, – the, the landscape of it has changed a little bit since we first started, that's for sure. Um, but, you know, we're all still very much in it for the reasons that we started and um, and we still love to tour and we still love to bring our style and brand of, of, of Australian extreme music and, and that's the way we kind of I've always looked at it is that we – you know, like I think when you come and see King Carrot, you know that it's an Australian thing, you know um, – so, yeah, we still love doing that. We still love bringing that over here and, and, and hopefully to, uh, over to Europe early next year as well and, and just spreading it, you know, just spreading it, that old school Australian. There's so many bands like back in the 90s and, and that that we grew up with that didn't get the opportunity to do this, you know. So we love to be able to do that and uh, and have that unique kind of sound that I think we have and, and spread it around. So
0: It's funny. I'm just kind of thinking of this as I've been... Listening to a lot of the hard lore podcast that uh, Colin from Twitching Tongues and all that and Bo from Harm's Way, uh, they, you know, always have a bunch of different people on the podcast. I think you're getting a phone call for the other dude, if I had to guess. Um, Or you just drop the call. Either way, I'll stop for a second. There you go. Sorry for that. I lost you there, man no no you're good i was like oh no because like i know when you're doing it on a phone if you get a phone call it'll make the screen go blank so i know that was a thing um yeah yeah but i was going to say something i've been kind of thinking a little bit about and even thinking about this when talking to you knowing i was going to be talking to you is you know on that show they talk to a lot of old you know kind of uh ogs of the hardcore metal scene and it becomes this thing where sometimes i think you know they kind of talk more about like kind of gr- coming up in a regional sense, like, you know, bands for, like from Detroit bands from New York, where it was like, there wasn't, I uh, lost them again. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, back where, I'm it, back. where it wasn't a sense of we're doing this for money. We're doing this for anything else. It literally is just, we do this because it means something to us and we want to be a part of this. I guess I've never really thought about, do you feel like there's a sense of, of weight or accountability of wanting to do what you do, not only for your country, but for those that never got the, the their just due of what they of kind of paving the way for even like a band like yourself.
1: Yeah, totally, man. I mean, I've got a lot of respect for the bands that that that, that um, created that you know Australian sound. That you know, there's a lot of a lot of bands in Australia that kind of never got the that opportunity to get out of there when we, when we were growing up with them, and you know, bands like Damage and I mean Blood Dust did it a little bit. But there's another great band that we we consider a big influence called Bean Flipper, and um, oh man, there's this count. There's so many bands, you know. But I would say, like for me personally, Damaged and, and Bean Flipper are two of the bigger influences on watching does. And um, you know, I, I'm friends with some of those guys now, and 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 you know, it's nice to be able to do it and have them support us as well and be behind it and 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 get get right behind it you know even even the dudes from like the band like sadistic execution who were like kind of legendary and um you know seen seen as an influence to the um norwegian black metal scene um you know those guys are wearing sadistic execution t-shirts you know they're dudes from fucking sydney you know (laughs) and um i love championing championing bands like that who And they, they support us too. And and it's, it's fucking great. You know, it's a small scene, the extreme metal scene in uh, Australia and, and we all, we all get behind each other and and support. So that's really cool.
0: I think it's just one of those things. You're just, sometimes you're not aware of it. And I think as I get older and, you know, I'm going to be, I mean, it sounds older than I feel like it is, but 39, you know, looking at 40 next year around the same time and, just thinking about things being different. And, you know, I saw like a Facebook post the other day, uh, cause I don't really use Facebook, but I'll check in on it just to kind of post something or see, uh, my old memories of like my dog who passed and stuff. But I yeah. saw something that was like, people can't bitch about being a part of a scene that you're actively not a part of either do something to change it and have it be what you want or don't fucking, you know, keyboard warrior it. And if you think this post is about you or someone, you know, it probably is. And it was just a thing where I was thinking about that, where, I think a lot of people want you know their local scene or a scene of something you know metal hardcore whatever punk to be like it used to be or something but it's like what are you doing to actively make it that way other than just sounding like an old fucking man like get off my lawn type shit or it's like oh back in my day and it's a thing where you know i think right now I'd kind of fallen out of love of music, and I've talked about it a little bit on this show over the like the last couple months. Where this podcast made me kind of feel like listening to music was a job because I had to find a, something to talk about objectively with the artist, and so I stopped listening to music. And then because I just fell out of love of listening to it, it felt like a job. To where now, when I listen to it, it's like like right before you hopped on, I was watching some Slaughter to Prevail uh, from when they were playing Incarceration, and it's like there's so many good bands right now that are younger quote-unquote younger and the old band's still fucking doing it pantera is out you know of gods arguably one of the biggest bands right now touring and is a thing to me where there's so many great bands new and old that should have you excited if you're a fan of this this genre and this scene so instead of bitching about how something doesn't sound the way you want or doesn't provide what you want find something that does right or just shut up (laughs) yeah yeah
1: exactly (laughs) exactly man i I mean that's the thing there's always going to be haters right there's always you know and especially with the the the, um the way that the uh you know social media is and all the media outlets and the metal media everyone's whinging and carrying on but you know you just got to get out there and do it and and stay positive and 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 work hard and 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 do your thing you know And, and and if people like it, they'll gravitate towards you. And if they don't, they can fuck off and find something else that they like. You know, there's so much out there now. So um, it, it, it's it's great. There's so much choice and there's so, so many things going on. I mean, I know we're playing tonight down at, um, uh, yeah, the Meadows in New York. And I think like two doors down, bleeding through a plan. So, yeah,
0: they're in it, Brooklyn it, right it, now.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're playing there tonight, you know. it's so there's two killer gigs on right next door to each other, which is which is great. So um yeah there's there's something for everyone that's for sure
0: no if you end up seeing brandon i don't know if you're gonna go to the show at all or go check it out but if you see him tell him i said what's up
1: i will man i will i think i think i'm gonna have to run bro because i do i do i do think i had a 130 because uh someone
0: trying to ring no no you're good um i guess last question for you where can everyone find you or the band online
1: well we're we're, yeah king parrot band on Facebook, instagram and all that sort of shit just king parrot band our website's kingparadigm.net for all the tickets and all that sort of stuff for the current tour that we're doing in North America which goes through till uh you know like the end at uh, the end of September or I think maybe the last shows on the 1st of October so we're just getting yeah. started with five uh, six six shows an hour, so and uh yeah we'll be uh, out with weed eater for this week and we're playing a full terror assault uh, next weekend, this weekend, we're actually playing an RPM Fest up in Massachusetts, which is going to be a ripper as well. Um, yeah, and, and uh, then the, yeah, I think in about exactly one week or something like that, just a bit over a week, we'll start up with Panther as well. It's going to be crazy, man. It's going to be a whirlwind tour, so we're super excited.
0: Well, I guess maybe I'll burn my first call-in day and come up to Detroit and come hang out with you guys.
1: That would be great. I think you should do that. I'd love to see you, man.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Enjoy the rest of your day. Tell the other person after me, I'm sorry that I kept you.
1: (laughs) All good, man. No worries at all. We'll see you soon, hey? See you, man. See you, brother.
0: So that was my conversation with Matt. want to thank him once again for taking the time. Uh, if you are or haven't watched the YouTube version, uh, there's a lot of little fun things. Like I said, as uh, the band was getting coffee, you can see some of the dudes in the background just kind of uh, making funny faces and so forth. And sometimes that's why I enjoy doing the video versions, especially when people are on tour. I know it's a little bit harder uh, for some people to, to get re- cell reception uh, and to, to kind of just be where it's not noisy. But... Uh, I feel like it kind of gives you a, a small glimpse of sort of being there on tour. Um, it is tour life, and uh, it's it's a, a fun thing to kind of enjoy and see. Um, so if you aren't watching it and you're just listening to it, maybe go check it out. Just go see that thing. Uh, I don't remember exactly like the timestamp. I want to say maybe it was like ten minutes into the actual conversation. But um, overall, just want to thank Matt for, again for taking the time. I'm really bummed I wasn't able to to make my way to Detroit um, to go hang with the guys personally, but. Uh, It's a thing where as I'm getting older now and with the job I have, uh, it's, I'm not saying I don't bounce back as much as I used to, but I just got to say like that almost three hour drive uh, to go hang with somebody. And then, you know, trying to get as much hang time, especially with a band like King parrot, where it's like, they're not necessarily going to tour the States as much as some of the other friends I have. Uh, It really makes you want to go make the sacrifice uh, of maybe calling in the next day, uh, but I'm also one of those people that weirdly is like, I can't call in cause I feel like I'm just fucking somebody. Um, and I don't know, I don't know if that's like a, a, I don't know if younger people have that same sense of guilt. Uh, I don't know if it's something my parents instilled in me or something I've just learned, or maybe it's a byproduct of working so many places where it's like, if someone fucks off or calls in, then it's like, well, now it puts everyone else uh, at a, you know, disadvantage because now you got to pick up the slack for that person and, you know, those are the days that, like, everything just gets, like, fucked and, like, you already are in the trenches and then it, you're just even more so because someone called in. So I'm just, like, really bad at doing that. Um Ironically, I know from the job I have now, like, if I'm not there, it's not the end of the world, but uh, I mean, even today, uh, <laughs> it's funny, everyone's working this weekend. I didn't need to, but I was just like, oh, I just feel like I'm going to come back on Monday and I'm going to be behind the eight ball and it's just like something stupid's going to happen and then like I'm and like I'll just do that. So I was like, I'll work not a full day. I'll work like up until like noon, so like six to twelve thirty. And I was like, I'll work then, and everything will be fine. And I'm sure my wife won't necessarily enjoy you know me not doing that. I'm sure as I'm when I'm recording this, I'm not going to enjoy not getting to enjoy the Pulaski days uh, here in town. Which if you aren't sure of what that is or have never heard of it. Uh, if I can be really frank, it's just really a bunch of Polish halls here in in town. I would probably say mostly in the Midwest, uh, if I had to guess. I don't know if it extends much beyond this area, but basically all the Polish halls that are typically reserved for members, uh, they open it up to the public, and you get to eat you know, traditional Polish food, uh, drinks, uh, lots of beer, lots of drinking. Uh, they usually do a bar type crawl. There are people who have t-shirts and it'll say like, you know, you hit every bar or I should say every hall. There are a ton. Uh, I have one valiant day with a bunch of friends after work, uh, cause we got out of work very early. Like I want to say we got out at like 11 AM that day. So we went in really early so we could go drinking afterward and hit all the, the halls. I think there was, I want to say there's like 15 halls. I think we made it like seven or eight and we were enough of us were kind of done because it's like either some people are way too, too drunk. And then you're like, well, this isn't fun lagging someone around Uh, or you're kind of catching the buzz, but you're also trying to drink the water and keep everything going. You're eating food and then you're just like, well, what's the point of continually doing this if I'm not really Getting, like, drunk, I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, so it kind of just creates this, like, weird thing where you're just like, meh. So uh, tomorrow that is what I'll be doing. I'll be meeting up with my wife and some friends, going around to some of the halls, uh, enjoying some traditional music, and uh, just enjoying it. Uh, it's it's one of the things that we look forward to a lot uh, here in town uh, every year. It's kind of like the, the first... Like fall, thing you do when the season changes, so it's always kind of fun. So, uh, I'd be interested. Uh, what are some things that you guys do, uh, wherever you live? There may be traditions, uh, surrounding different uh, events or whatever. Like, we just had Oktoberfest around here, too. Uh, I moved to a different venue here in, in the city, uh, which was cooler because uh, it's closer to our house. But, uh, holy shit, I feel like this was an event this year at Oktoberfest where it was filled with so like three to four times the amount of people it usually is uh when it was at its old location so i don't know if uh i like it being that close now because it was just a much more of a clusterfuck to try to get in and do anything but let's neither here nor there uh kind of start wrapping up this episode (laughs) If you would like to keep up with King Parrot, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at King Parrot Band. If you would like to just go to their website, it is KingParrot.net. If you would like to keep up with Matt, you can find him on Instagram at YoungGun and Twitter at YoungGun1. That's W-O-N. All this information is in the show notes, so if you're unsure how to spell something, just go there. If you would like to keep up with the podcast, you can find us at Bruce Speak Pod on pretty much any major platform. Uh, I guess I'm not on threads technically. It's weird. Uh, threads has been popping up now on my Instagram thing. And I'm like, I fucking don't like this. Like what, like it almost, the way it pops up, it almost makes it seem like it's a uh, someone using like a an image as their, like with like their text notes or whatever as their status. And then I realized like when I go to like click on it or like see some comments or whatever, I realize it's threads. And I'm like, oh, I don't. I don't fuck with this part of it. <laughs> and so it just gets kind of weird how when there's a new thing on an app or a, on social media, how you might be like, I'm not doing that. And then they just integrate it in anyway. And you're like, I don't care. Like, don't make me, don't force me to do this thing that I didn't want to. Like, if I don't sign up for something, literally, I don't want to see it. So uh, all that to say, like, I guess on some things like TikTok, I'm not on that. Uh, or I guess there is an account, but I, I don't use it. Um, threads, not on that. Uh, <laughs> eventually as these things go away, I'm just not going to be on them. So it's, it's whatever. I'm just old and don't care. Uh, re-review, subscribe, whatever you can do in that capacity on whatever it is you're listening to this on. Greatly appreciated. Recommending this to a friend. Uh, always is helpful as well. Uh, that's how the show grows. Uh, I pretty much am DIY organic as I can get. I do not dump any money into, advertisements or any of those kind of things. So, uh, maybe that's my, my fault or my problem. I don't know. Uh, but there is something to be said about the people that enjoy this show that do talk about the show that reach out to me. Um, I know it's a hundred percent organic. It's not bought. It's not fake. And that's something that I strive to do with the show is to be a hundred percent authentic and and transparent with a lot of things. Uh, so if you've been listening for a while, thank you. If you've reached out, thank you. Uh, if you want to reach out, go ahead. And I also want to thank our awesome sponsors, rockabilia.com. Don't forget to use our code brutally at checkout and take 10% off your total purchase order. Uh, once again, uh, it was great going to hang out with uh, Frankie up in Milwaukee, uh, for that, i Memphis may fire show. Um, love hanging out with that dude. <laughs> and we always just get into like some, some really interesting conversations. Uh, I almost want to have him back on again and just shoot the shit. Although some of the things we talk about <laughs> probably shouldn't be discussed, uh, on a, on a recording. Um, Good, better, and different, but I love hanging out with that dude. I love talking with him, just picking his brain, and uh, it's a good dude. Good people over there, so go on over there, support them for supporting us. Also, Starving Artist Brewery, uh, I believe they are shutting down for the year because they the operation they have is outdoors mainly. Uh, so obviously, here in Michigan, can't really do that in the snow. So I think they are kind of winding down their season. But uh, I'm gonna, I need to reach out to Andrew and and try to get this this beer idea rolling. Um, I have another idea too, with another uh, person I was just kind of linked to. So maybe more, more on that front soonish. Maybe I don't know. Uh, I need to get off my ass and go do make some stuff happen, but. Uh, love those those dudes and gals uh, for helping me and supporting the show and us uh, supporting them as well as you supporting them as well. Uh, go do what you can. And for the Brutally Speaking Podcast, I am John, and I will talk to you all next week where I got to sit down with Chris Beatty of Hate Hatebreed uh, while they were here in town. That was rad. Uh, real quick chat, but uh, enjoyed it nonetheless. So I will see you all next week, and I'll talk to you then.